on this episode of Why Watch That. This is beautiful smoke. We have some great <laughs> Beautiful smoke. <laughs> He's just been floundering for like two seasons because we know he dies. We know how he dies. We know what a great father he was. He's just sort of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little disappointed with that, but we'll see if they rev up and discuss anything. And of course, we know she's a proud doctor. So really, what does that look in the house? You know, she wants <laughs> applause when she leaves the job and she wants applause when she comes home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, this thing that they have to fight is disgusting. It was the when you get <laughs> to the full expression of how this thing fights. It was so disgusting. My brother and I ref were just cringing and screaming and going, please stop. So. <laughs> Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, 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 well. (laughs) That's like the Joe Scott song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know what? Unfortunately, Jill Scott doesn't have a show on our list today. You know, she's doing First Wives Club. (laughs) We're not going to be reviewing that, but we are going to be reviewing some TV. And, um, you know, both of us got a chance to see some things. Me, like one thing. (laughs) You, the rest. (laughs) But that's okay, because we're going to knock out a series premiere, a season premiere, a couple of those, handful, and a season finale. We're going to say bye-bye to a show. But don't worry. We may see it again from the network that doesn't cancel shows. So let's start with HBO. Now, notice I didn't say HBO Max. Even though you can find it on HBO Max, this is a HBO production, and it's called The Undoing. And it's kind of the... It's kind of highly anticipated because you've got two huge stars, I think, if I'm not mistaken, for the first time together. And it is Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Oh, my gosh. What? Mm. Nicole Kidman is back on television. Now, I feel like, Critic, once she caught wind of, you know, I almost said little fires everywhere, but big little lies. I feel like she's super into TV right now and Mm -hmm. certainly into HBO. But the undoing seemed to not be a comedy. (laughs) 
I don't know if she does comedies very much, but what is going on here? And, you know, it's only six episodes. So what what kind of premiere did we experience here? Is this something we're going to be watching? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And right now, um, the second episode is uh, just been made available. I watched a bit of episode two. Um, Here's what happened. So we have Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. They're married. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays Grace Fraser. Hugh Grant plays Jonathan Fraser. Grace is a therapist. Jonathan is an oncologist. They have a son who goes to this exclusive private school in New York City, played by Noah Jupe. And of course, Grace is a part of, you know, this group of mothers who plan events and they have to raise money. So they do all of this stuff together. And a new mother comes into the situation um, and her son is on scholarship. Okay. Mm. Okay. Now think big little lies, drama. It's that kind of thing. So ah. they at her like, where did you come from? Um, so her son is 10 years old going to the school. She has a young, uh, she has a baby and she's not afraid to feed the baby in the meeting, okay? And there's something about her, and her name is Elena and Grace. She's looking at Grace very strangely while she's feeding her baby. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, what is going on? She sees Grace at the gym in the locker room. How does she present herself? Mm. And all of this leads up to this gala event. All of the mothers are there. Elena's there, but she seems distracted, confused, afraid. She rushes out. Grace goes down with her on the elevator to see her out. And a tragedy occurs. A tragedy Mm. occurs involving her and her son who goes to the school. And during this time, the cops are now looking around, seeing what actually happened. And one of the detectives is played by Edgar Ramirez, Oh, he seems to be looking at Grace as well. Where is Jonathan is the question. Hugh Grant's character. He's gone missing. Oh, Oh, Lord. He's supposed to go on a trip. Grace can't reach him. What's happening? When I was watching this ref, I fell asleep on it a little bit. And I rewound it because I was like, maybe I missed something. Because I don't get it. I was watching this going, what's the big deal? Who are these people? I don't really care. I mean, there's you, you, there's something about the way Nicole Kidman playing Grace, the way she's looking. You're like, is she involved in this tragedy? But she doesn't remember. It just wasn't enough meat on the bones. It's a lot of smoke. A lot oh. of smoke. Like, this is beautiful smoke. We have some great acting. <laughs> beautiful smoke. <laughs> you know, David E. Kelly, like you said, Big Little Lies, uh, wrote this. Yeah. Even in episode two, I started watching. I was like, what's next? It's Maybe fine. there's a big reveal. I don't know. Are you, what, yeah, the question but, is, are, are we going to keep going? Right. What? Yeah. Are we, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I need something. I hear you. I hear you. Len 89 Oh. Deutschland 89, which is on Sundance. No, I feel like <laughs> it's the only like, way I can say it. The shadows or something. <laughs> it's Germany in 1989. Uh, uh, we don't talk about Sundance enough. I feel like the Rectify years, I mean, Sundance was kicking it out, right? The Lady at the Lake or whatever it was called, but it, it, they were kicking it out. And But we're back with Deutschland 89. And this is the season premiere. We're already in season three. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I listen to you talk about this show, you're kind of like, this is wonderful. It's amazing. But then we don't talk about it anymore, really. It's mm-hmm. it's a 
in and out kind of thing. Now, if we were to critic hop on board, would we be able to start with season three or do we need to go back or can we skip ahead? Advise us, a wise one. Yeah, so the first two seasons is Deutschland 83, then 86. Uh, they are available on Hulu, I know for sure. Okay. Um, so you can watch those two seasons and I would suggest that. Don't okay. start at 89. Good advice. Yeah. Uh, so you do have to read subtitles, everyone who doesn't know German. So that's going to happen. They do speak mm. English every now and then um, okay. because it's Europe, you know. It's not the United States where we don't speak anything but one language now. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Deutschland 89. If you think about your history in Germany, what happened between East Germany and West? I mean, East yeah. Berlin and West Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's where we are now. And the main character, Martin Rauch, he was roped into being uh, a spy by his aunt for okay. East Berlin, not oh. West. Oh, oh. East. So he went west. And then how did that affect him? Right. Maybe his loyalties aren't with East Berlin, but he has a son and he needs to have custody of the son. He had a wife. That wife flipped to another side and now she's an agent. (laughs) Okay, so he has this delicate little balancing act that he has to do in order to keep his son and to maybe enact certain things that will help his country and the way he sees fit. So that's what's happening. And when the wall comes down at the beginning of Deutschland 89, it's it's really hilarious because the people in East Berlin, all of these people who are supposed to be, you know, doing spy craft, they think they're coming for them. You know, they're, they're like, oh, my goodness, you know, they're going to now all of these horrible people from the rest of the West are going to come in and, and make us r- regress. They don't even know. <laughs> They don't even know that they are the ones who regress. It's like, so oh. there's some comedy in it, but you do have some of the spy stuff in it as well. And there's more going on with Martin's family. Uh, where's his aunt, for instance, at this point? She's not in a good place. So all of that's happening with Deutschland 89. So that's the beginning here, watching the fall of the Berlin Wall, watching yeah. the reactions, watching people being able to go from East Berlin to West Berlin for the first right. time. How does that go down? Like, so you see all of that, uh, of course, fictionalized. And we'll see at the end of the season, Ref, what happens to Martin. Will he be able to get out with his son or not? And I'll tell you this, everybody. If you like spy stuff, this is going to work. However, you may not understand all of the stuff going on. It's a lot um, if, if you don't know German history. But it doesn't matter. The broad strokes are clear enough that you'll probably go, okay, I get it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So up next. <laughs> you weren't ready for that. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have to. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, to, to stop talking and look and see what's going on. So up next is This Is Us Season 5. Oh my and, gosh, are you know, we there? They had this big premiere, um, you know, that was delayed, of course, because of COVID. Uh, the ref, you got to see some of this premiere. You know, I had to stop watching it. Sorry, but... I know, I know. You're a trooper. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is us. We're back. And here's the thing. It And it was all throughout the advertising. Last season, we are left with a mess. And the fact of the matter is, Rebecca, played by Mandy Moore, is having some early signs of dementia. Mm. I mean, she's forgetting stuff. It's it's a big, it's a huge contention in the family with the big three played by 
um, Sterling K. Brown Randall and Kate uh, by Chrissy Metz and Kevin Justin Hartley. They all have to figure out what they're going to do with Rebecca because she's forgetting things. It's it's bad. So finally, we know from season five or see, the previous season, Randall finds this cutting edge uh, kind of um, treatment that she has to go away for nine months in St. Louis. Well, that is when the stuff hits the fan because Kevin will hear none of it. In fact, the family rift is so big that we see at the end of the previous season, Kevin saying to Randall, you know, I thought the worst thing that ever happened to me was dad dying. No, it was the day he brought you home. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. They threw that in the commercial. They did. So Mm -hmm. I'm not ruining anything if people are like, wait a minute, I'm finished. (laughs) Um, Also, we know that Kevin is expecting, you'll find out, who he's expecting with, which you do at the end of season, the previous season, but then it goes into more detail. And what is the sex of this expect expectation? Hmm. We also find out at the beginning of the season that Rebecca, does she go to say Louis or not? Or is there something preventing her from going? And we all kind of can guess what that thing is preventing because this show doesn't shy away from its modern situation with the COVID and everything. Hmm. Now, by the time you get towards the end, you find that in this first introduction to the season, we go back to Randall's father. Now, remember, Randall is seeing a psychiatrist or psychologist played by your girl Pam from your favorite show on FX with the ch- the girl with the children. Um, oh, yes. Pamela Adlin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's doing these virtual sessions and it comes out that, hey, not only is Randall saying, is it even my 40th birthday? When was I even dropped off at the hospital? And then on top of that, he sees a certain video that we all saw on Memorial Day shortly thereafter, the George Floyd video. What does that mean for Randall? What does it mean for their family? Remember, he grew up in a white family does he have some other realizations about that and on top of that his mother rebecca who he loves we also realized that she withheld his father from him because she knew the father all along for 38 years so we do dip back into randall's father and how his birth came to be there's some big surprises there we get to know his mother a little bit And things are left hanging, shall we say, by the time we get to the end of this premiere. Now, I will have to say this before I move on. I really, one of my favorite characters played by Milo, Jack, he's just been floundering for like two seasons because we know he dies. We know how he dies. We know what a great father he was. He's just sort of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little disappointed with that, but we'll see if they rev up and discuss anything because anytime they have Rebecca and Jack fight and it's like, oh my gosh, we don't care because we know they make it. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Moving on. We're moving to what? Blackish. Oh, well. Now you look. <laughs> I watch it, so I have to update everybody on it. Blackish season seven. Yes. Um, we know that they are always dealing with timely events. Yes. Um, you know, they've had cartoon episodes. <laughs> yes, they all have. All kinds of things. So tell us, Ref, what's happening here at the start of season seven. 
Okay, so we are a few episodes into season season seven, and this is really highly anticipated for me because I feel like Blackish has always never been shy about the issues that surround the state of Black America, whether it's the past state slavery, because you know Dre always says it goes back to slavery, everything, or the state of it shifting a bit, and that's why you get the show Blackish. Well, with this start of season seven. They don't pull any punches. This is another show that acknowledges the fact that COVID is here and that there is social distancing. So you have a couple episodes about, you know, staying at home and, you know, homeschooling the children. Who's staying at home? Well, we know Rainbow, we know Bo is a doctor. So she is an essential worker. What does that look like in the house? Ooh, ooh, ooh. And of course, we know she's a proud doctor. So really, what does that look in the house? You know, she wants applause when she leaves the job and she wants applause when she comes home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, and she's not shy about sharing that. We also know that Dre's not going into work. So who's left with these kids? Huh? Who? How is he doing homeschooling the kids? How do you think Dre would be doing? <laughs> and then on top of that, we've got Junior back at home. Ironically, Zoe is not at home, which I think is very strange. I'm not sure if she's going to college and why she's going to college right now in COVID. We'll find out a little bit later. But we do get a full-on episode of a cartoon. Yeah, a full cartoon episode. Not a mock of, you know, what they did with Schoolhouse Rock, but a full-on <laughs> episode of a cartoon, which I think is kind of brilliant and interesting. The question is, what about the grandparents? What are they doing? Where are they at? Are they busy filming oldish? Or are they are they here with us, you know, dealing with this COVID situation? And so we have this family in all where they're not shy in dealing with the issues at hand, especially COVID. The question is, will they dip into the Black Lives Matter? Mm. Yeah. Will they dip into the results of the election? Huh. And will this family make it alive out of this crazy situation of everybody being at home? Blackish this season is no different. There is something missing. And you've got done away with Blackish mm-hmm. for quite some time. The edge of blackish is missing Mm. the relevant topics they cover it's there but the edginess and the and the risk that they usually take with um addressing those uh issues i have to say we'll see with the season we'll we'll have to keep on plugging away and i know i'll be going solo but i have heard that a certain show is back on disney plus and quite frankly, everybody and their mom is going nuts because they couldn't wait for this to come back. And of course, we're talking about The Mandalorian. It is the reason why Disney Plus is for adults. So that's we're just going to put that out there. Now, it's eight episodes. They Remember, you can't just go on to Disney Plus and binge. They don't really it's not like a Netflix. So they don't binge. Um, they don't let you binge the Mandalorian. You have to wait until the very end, especially for those of you without the Disney plus, uh, uh, subscription, which if you have children in your life, if you have a niece or nephew, why don't you just ask your aunt, uncle, or your brother and sister, if you could borrow theirs, because they definitely have it. Well, baby Yoda, Yoda is back. The Mandalorian is back. And so is somebody from Breaking Bad. He's back, and he's with, back with a vengeance, mm. so I hear. Well, 
The question is, is he back in episode one? Oh, Better Call Saul too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes. So, in episode one, the first episode of the second season, we see the Mandalorian. We see the child. Yes, we do. <laughs> and the Mandalorian is trying to find the child's planet and race. Who is this child? Does anybody know? He wants to get the child safely back to his people. But is that possible? And mm. where does this lead him? Now, remember, as you said, that character played by Giancarlo Esposito Uh-oh. is on the prowl. So he has to be very careful, the Mandalorian, with who he talks to, where he goes, all of this stuff. And in episode one, it takes him to the planet Tatooine. Yes. Oh. We're back on Tatooine. And who does he find on Tatooine? Because he's looking for other Mandalorians. And he figures out, he finds from a source, and you'll see how he gets this information, that there is another one on Tatooine because they've all either gone under or have been killed, except right. for him. So who is this person that he finds? Well, it is a very familiar actor. I'll put it that this way. If you know Justified, oh. if you know this current season of Fargo, Oh, you'll know who I'm talking about. Now, who is this person and how does he tie in? And of course, we have to have something that the Mandalorian has to solve, some sort of adventure uh, monster thing. So there is a big monster on this planet that he gets involved with. Some little creatures, little characters from season one come back to help. So you'll see who they are. (laughs) And I'll tell you this. This thing that they have to fight is disgusting. It was the when you get <laughs> to the full expression of how this thing fights, it was so disgusting. My brother and I, Ref, were just cringing and screaming and going, please stop. So, <laughs> episode one of season two of The Mandalorian is what you would expect from this kind of show. What I like the most about this, Ref, is that it is a Western. That Those elements... Yeah. I like the yeah. best because this is where, because we now have Star Trek Discoveries back and then this, that's the difference. You get a Western kind of thing from the Mandalorian and then you just got straight sci-fi kind of action on the other hand. They both give you action, but I love having both together. It really completes me. So is this perfect <laughs> stuff? No, but it is entertaining. I love Pedro Pascal and everyone else in this. If, of course, you are a Star Wars fan, you have to watch this. If not, if you're just like a, a side fan, if you've seen it, watch it as well. Because yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, John Favre, um, Favreau, who brought this to Disney, actually created, I mean, he's credited for taking mm-hmm. the helm. And uh, I, I have to say, I like what I see. Yeah. Now, season finale. Apple TV Plus. Yes. <laughs> So this season finale is Tehran on Apple TV Plus, as you said. And this is about an Israeli spy who's in Tehran, Iran. Yes. What is she up to? What are the lengths she has to go to in order to be a spy in Tehran? How is it possible that she's believable as an Iranian? And who are the people she has to hook up to in order to complete this mission? Now, she is a whiz at computers, at hacking, but she needs help. Who does she find? And these people that she finds, of course, she's undercover being a spy. What happens to her when she connects with them? Is she not only tricking them, but also herself? 
And there's some important people who live there that she has to connect to that really, it might be too close to for comfort for her. Now, she does have her handler in Israel who's trying to talk her through all of this. But look, sometimes she goes dark. She says, okay, I'm done. I'm not communicating with you at all. How do they catch up to her? And in the end, can she complete this mission or not? Really, the mission is to make sure that Iran is not able to fight back or attack Israel in a particular way. That's what she's involved in. And at the end of this first season, here's what I would say. Again, if you like spy kind of things, this is, if you're thinking of Homeland, because everybody goes to this, Homeland is more intricate, it's more layered, it's a lot of craziness going on. This is much more focused. It's much more simplistic in its storytelling. Are there some twists? Of course, but it's much more straightforward. So if you're interested in a more straightforward spy kind of show, then Tehran is for you. It isn't great. It isn't mind-blowing. It isn't surprising, but it is competent. It is professional. And I liked it. I did enjoy watching the whole thing because I like these kinds of stories. And I'll tell you to wrap up, if they get a season two, what in the world is going on? That's the question. Because all you know what has broken loose. That's where they ended it. Well, there you go with that. Apple TV Plus, they like to renew. So, you know, I'm not, I would be shocked if they decided to let this go. There you have it. You can check out all of these shows currently um, streaming. I would say if I were you, there's still some more to come. So if you didn't quite get your whistle wet, on this, there's still more whistling coming. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.